Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. number one source for all your sports betting this season everything from pro and college basketball to ufc mma and more you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends at bet online with live betting options free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable bet online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events Head to the website or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. But online, where the game starts. All right, folks, this is Jeremy Evans, host of the California Sports Lawyer Podcast. As always, a pleasure to uh, be with you. Thank you for listening in and making us the number one sports law podcast in the world for three years running now. Today we have a very interesting topic and we're talking about uh, the changes in baseball and particularly how the pitch clock and some of the other changes that um, occurred in minor league last season, minor league baseball last season, but will be used um, in major league baseball this season. And of course, this is episode nine of um, season five. So again, appreciate listening in this California sports lawyer podcast. And, uh, so we're looking at this, uh, how the pitch clock might help drive baseball's popularity. So at first, uh, we're going to talk about what the changes are, and then we'll get into, uh, the point of how this may affect the game of baseball. And, and actually when I first heard about uh, these rule changes, when we were first sort of seeing this a few years ago and major league baseball and the players union were discussing some of the changes, I, I sort of uh, initially had uh, sort of a question mark around them because I thought, you know, Hey, this might change the game. Um, you know, for, for a game that's really sort of stayed the same, you know, since uh, you know, the, uh, since the 1800s and uh, in a game that's been very popular. And even though in modern day society, uh, people might refer to, you know, the NFL as maybe more of the the popular sport. Um, baseball still attracts the most fans, uh, and that's obviously because they play 162 games in a season. Um, you know, for each for each team, and of course, you're going to be you know getting a lot of fans over the course of a season with 81 home games for each team. Uh, but the fact that fans still show up, I mean, I'm always amazed that when you go to a Dodger game, for example, the amount of people that show up to every game, uh, considering that uh, you have to deal with the traffic and everything else to get there. So it just goes to show you the the power of of baseball in that sense. But there is no doubt that the popularity of the game has waned a little bit, um, you know, over the years. And people have complained about the length of the game. You know, it's too slow especially in an environment where everything is immediate. You can watch television shows whenever you want. You can stream music whenever you want. 
uh, pretty much for a price you can have uh, content at uh, at your fingertips. And obviously with the internet, uh, that sort of aspect is um, even more exponential, right? But uh, these changes have been made. And, and the first is that, uh, and of course, these were implemented uh, last year in minor league baseball. And if you recall over the last few years, just to recap a little bit, there was changes to the relief pitching rules, meaning that a relief pitcher, when he came in, would have to uh, face a certain amount of batters, um, which I think sort of helped speed up the game. So you're not, you know, switching pitchers out, um, you know, every other pitcher. I think the rule is, is that it has to be, I think they have to um, basically go three outs or pitch against a minimum of three different batters, I think is the rule. Uh, there was also this new change that was added where you would have uh, a runner on second base in the extra innings. So you would, you know, in the 10th inning and beyond, you'd have a runner start on second base to sort of speed up the game. And uh, and I think for the most part, it's worked. I think what we've seen is that usually for the first couple innings, the team will score one or two runs, and then the other team will come out and score one or two runs. And then as it goes in later innings, obviously, um, either it gets easier or more difficult depending on the level of pitching uh, you have and then obviously the level of offense and and what sort of um, a bench that you might have. But those were some of the things that have been added in the past. Of course, there was talk about the weighing down of the baseball and there was the uh, humidor, uh, which of course has been used in Colorado for years because of the elevation and uh, trying to keep um, uh, baseballs in the ballpark. But uh, the sort of new changes, one is a pitch timer. And this is something that if you're at ballparks over the last couple of years, you would see a pitch timer in the outfield. And there was likely one that was um, not behind the plate at this point, but you would see it in the outfield. This would kind of give the umpires an idea what was going on and get them used to it. But it was not something the pitchers were required to follow. But this new pitch timer basically says that you have 15 seconds with the bases loaded to deliver the pitch. You have 20 seconds with the runners on. Uh, a hitter will get one timeout per plate appearance, meaning stepping out of the box per per plate appearance, which of course that alone could speed up the game because, um, and I think there's there is some statistics to back this up because ultimately you have a hitter and he might step out after every pitch, or you might have a pitcher who will take you know um, 20 to 30 seconds or more between every pitch. And so I think this sort of speeds up the game. So a hitter will get one timeout per plate appearance. Uh, the hitter also must be in the batter's box when there's eight seconds left on the pitch clock. And uh, pitchers also get two disengagements, uh, which is um, more likely uh, in terms of frame of reference or nomenclature, uh, pickoff attempts or step-offs. So you get two of those um, uh, per batter, right? So, uh, and of course, any violations are a balk, meaning that the runner would advance. And if you've got a runner on third base, that person would score, that sort of thing. There's also shift restrictions. So this is something that became more popular in the analytics area, especially the last few years where you might have four infielders on one side, you might bring in an outfielder. Of course, this meant lower batting averages, uh, especially for pole hitters. Uh, and so the rules are is that two infielders must be positioned on either side of second base, um, so you have a shortstop and third baseman and a second baseman and first baseman on either side there of the bag uh, when the pitch is released. Now, of course, those runners or those fielders can move towards a ball once the pitch is released, anticipating somebody might go to that side. 
um, which in many ways runs the same risk as the shift. Because if a player can learn to hit the opposite way uh, or find a gap, then um, obviously it makes the the shifting uh, really sort of um, not worth much its value. But of course, the the analytics on this is that the shift, you know, pretty much works, and so that's why they use it. So again, all four infielders must um, have both feet uh, within the infield when the pitcher is on the rubber. So of course, again, a player can back up uh, when the pitch is released, but that's those are the rules. And then the third one, and this one, you know, the other two are going to speed up the game. There is no doubt about that. Uh, and it's going to make it easier for hitters potentially to get hits, um, which potentially could extend the game. Uh, but the other thing that is interesting here is larger bases. So um, first base, second base, and third base all increased from 15 square inches to 18 square inches. Uh, and the distance was reduced. So in terms of because those bags are larger now, the distance between uh, bases and home plate. So it's distance was reduced by three inches from home to first and by home to third and by 4.5 inches from first to second and second to third. And the reason that is, is because obviously when you're, when you're talking about home plate, um, home plate was not extended by a size, right? Obviously, or then you'd have a larger strike zone, uh, which would obviously help the pitchers. And I think that's been the problem, at least from a league standpoint is that, um, and maybe from the player standpoint is that pitchers have done really well these last couple of years, you know, astronomical numbers, uh, and really sort of great numbers. When you look back at maybe the Bob Gibson era, when you had a, a 15 inch, uh, pitcher's mound versus the 10 inches that it is off the ground today. And obviously that, that elevation gives pitchers a greater advantage because you're pitching downhill, right? So it, it sort of helps with uh, velocity and helps with angle. Uh, for the pitcher, but it, it increases the difficulty for the hitter. So, um, and of course, because home plate hasn't increased, the distance um, from home plate to first base is, is three inches less. Uh, so instead of being, um, you know, 90 feet, you've got, um, you know, uh, basically 89 feet and um, nine inches, basically. So, if I'm doing my math correctly. And the reason why it's shorter between first and second and, and second and third is because you now have three bags, uh, first base, second base, and third base that have all been increased in size. So of course that distance is going to be shorter by 4.5 inches. Why is this important? Why are we getting into this? Baseball is a game of inches, right? And so if you're looking at it from that standpoint, imagine a runner uh, running to first base on a ball to the hole, a ball in the infield, a bunt, anything like that, um, you're going to see uh, an increase in uh, runners being called safe. So what this does is, you know, potentially it increases the need for uh, um, runners with speed, increases the need for getting back to playing small ball with um, uh, with bunting and that sort of thing. It increases the ability for somebody to steal a base. So a lot of different things happening here. And of course, these are drastic changes, right? Uh, from the pitch pitch clock or pitch timer, uh, shift restrictions and larger bases. And um, sort of as we just walk through, you know, at first glance, you might say, well, why does this have any change to baseball? Why does it matter? And then your second question is, why would you change the game that's been, you know, played the same basically since the since the 1800s? 
I think it comes down to, as we talked about this point that uh, it's important to change the game uh, once in a while. I think this goes for all sports. You change rules as trends begin to happen and you look for ways to, and to better the game. And I, and I frankly think that these changes will, um, will help the game and we'll walk through them. Uh, now, of course, by the way, these changes, again, as I mentioned, were tested during the 2022 season of minor league baseball. And uh, there's a great article on MLB.com, by the way, that sort of breaks down uh, some of these changes. So just to give you some statistics on this. So according to Major, major League Baseball, uh, in the minor leagues in 2022, when these changes I just mentioned were implemented, these were the results. The pitch timer or clock reduced game length by 25 minutes, along with a 26% increase in stolen base attempts for the 2022 major league, uh, minor league baseball season. So 25 minutes is a lot. So you're going, let's say it's a three-hour game, you're now back down to two and a half hours, which is less than an NBA game and less than the NFL. And of course, a 26% increase in stolen base attempts because the base, base pass are smaller. That increases runs, it increases action. Of course, the less time that pitchers are being given to throw a ball and a hitter is being given to take timeouts, again, it speeds up the game. It adds more action. It keeps the game moving, right? Which I think in many ways was the game was probably originally meant to be played. You know, yes, it was called the pastime and it was played in pastures and this sort of thing to begin, but the game in the early days was was a rather quick game. You know, it wasn't something that people sat around and and it was, you know, it was a quick game. People pitched faster. They, they, they sort of, you got through games in a quicker fashion. So I think in many ways, we're going back to what that was. Of course, there wasn't necessarily commercial breaks during the you know first part of the game. Um, but then again, you have natural commercial breaks in baseball because you have the inning shifts, right? You also had baseball players that would look at their gloves in the outfield and behind the infield and that sort of thing. And as the great series by Ken Burns on um, nine innings of baseball, I would talk about there was never an instance of somebody tripping over somebody's glove or what have you. Obviously, times change, but it is interesting to note, uh, you know, some of that uh, Major League Baseball history. The shift uh, restrictions increased batting average and reduced strikeouts in minor league baseball, while also giving players more opportunity to show off their athleticism, uh, which frankly, you know, I was listening to this Deion Sanders uh, clip the other day on Instagram, and he was talking being interviewed and he said, what's your hardest sport you ever played? And he said, baseball uh, by far. And, and he talked to many athletes and they'll tell you that they'll say baseball and golf uh, are, are some of the two most difficult sports in terms of making contact with the ball. And as Ted Williams would say uh, in any field of endeavor uh, that you can uh, be successful, you know, three times out of 10 for a 300 batting average. Um, so I mean, seven times out of 10, you're not successful and be considered a great performer. You can understand how difficult the game is. It's not that those athletes are bad and they're not athletes because these are some of the best athletes in the world. And I think anybody who is a uh, either a baseball fan or even a casual fan can can realize that. Or anybody who's played the game can realize how difficult the game can be. And this is no knock on other sports. Other sports are are, are difficult and, and have their own challenges. Um, but I, I think in terms of what we're talking about, baseball focusing on this particular aspect. Now, the last piece on the larger bases, it reduced injury uh, near the bases by more than 13% uh, in the minor league baseball season for 2022. Now, if you were to add 
these same rules, which they're doing to the full course of 162 Major League Baseball game season, I think the statistics are going to be somewhat similar, if not even more pronounced or maybe less pronounced. But I think at the end of the day, you're going to see some changes. I think um, we'll also see some changes come out of 2023 spring training because we're clearly going to see uh, the effect of what these things have done. I mean, you've seen some of the clips um, you know, on Instagram or television where it's, you know, a guy's getting called out, a batter's getting called out because, you know, he stepped out of the box or there's been a box called, you know. So again, of course, you've seen guys like Matt Scherzer with the Mets who have used the pitch clock to his advantage. And just, you know, there was actually this one clip of a Yankees pitcher who struck out a guy within 30 seconds because he just kept throwing, you know, strikes. And of course, the, the batter can only take one time out. So again, there's a lot of strategy to this. So again, we went over the rules, the pitch, the pitch clock, the shift restrictions, the larger bases. So there's clearly some changes um, and uh, changes to the game that are going to have an effect on the game, right? So let's dig in a little bit deeper here. I, I again, I think the changes are going to change baseball for the better. Uh, for one, Major League Baseball games will finish more quickly than NBA and NFL games, thus increasing its popularity uh, because uh, it takes less time to watch it. And it sort of adds to this idea of this world we live in of, of expediency and efficiency. Um, the pitch clock also speeds up the game, but it also adds an element of strategy and surprise for both batters and pitchers. Um, you know, and again, the downtime between pitches, although it did allow for great conversation by fans, uh, but now it'll and, 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 and rest for players, I think the increased pace will increase the drama and the display of athleticism. So I, I think those are all very good things. It also means potentially that the price of players will go up, uh, but that was going to happen anyway uh, with the way the unions and the um, management works in terms of uh, generally solid salaries go up, they don't go down. I think uh, this other piece of larger bases, uh, and therefore shorter base pass means that the runners will be called safe more frequently. So potentially getting more stolen bases and runs scored. It's also likely that pitcher ERAs will increase because as more runs scored, you know, there you have it. It also increases the need for players that can make contact and can run fast and catchers that can pop up quickly from behind the plate to throw out runners on the base pass. So in many ways, it increases the employment of baseball players, meaning that there's going to be more players with more skill sets needed or the skill sets of players currently will need to change or adjust or people will be able to use those skill sets more often. You know, I am certain that teams are going to be stealing bases more because it's not that all of a sudden catchers are going to wake up and be able to throw faster. Uh, those those three inches to four point five inches in a game um, are very important, and 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 I think that's clear when you're talking about you know the tie goes to the runner and how the umpire sees a play, uh, what the play what the what the umpire sees. I mean, this is going to get um, you're just going to have a lot more safe calls. Um, you know, and players are going to have to get to the ball quicker. Um, so it's going to be very interesting uh, to sort of see how this plays out. But again, with every sort of you know action, there's a reaction, right? Meaning that you could just as easily now have statistics and analytics on how to better play and position yourself in the infield without breaking the rules, or how to quickly um, you know use uh, the pitch clock to to your advantage on either side, whether it be your pitching or your hitting. So um, we'll sort of see how this plays out, but. You know, again, um, along with the increased employment of players, you're going to be able to see more athletic and more fun 
um, I think, in the game. And of course, again, as I mentioned, baseball is a game of inches. So when you change it from 90 feet to you know 89 feet in uh, nine inches, um, you're going to have changes. And you're thinking, how could three inches matter? Well, imagine if you moved the uh, three-pointer in by three inches. Imagine if you moved uh, the free throw line in by three inches. Uh, you know, imagine if you uh, made a soccer goal three inches smaller, or you made a maybe even a better example, you made um, hockey net three inches smaller or three inches bigger, right? Or 4.5 inches bigger. So I think these are all very important, particularly in a game that is based everything on numbers and statistics. And it, and it really is a game of inches. So uh, we'll sort of see how this plays out. I think it's a fun experiment at the least. Uh, obviously, I think Major League Baseball is looking to potentially implement these rules for good, uh, particularly if it has a positive impact on the season. Of course, the players will complain or the pitchers will complain, you know, based on, you know, well, now it's too easy for a hitter to get a hit. But I think the pitchers will still have the advantage. It's very hard to hit a baseball. And, and of course, from the standpoint that um, – uh, that you now have, um, you know, less room and, uh, you know, basically less room for air, if you will, you know, you gotta, as a fielder, you gotta get the ball off quick. And, um, particularly as, as, uh, teams maybe employ faster, uh, players because it is going to have a major impact. Now, of course, um, this is not much of a change is what happened during the dead ball era, uh, in the early 1900s when you had situations like Babe Ruth hitting more home runs than teams. I forget the year it was, it was 19, uh, 1919, I think, 1918, where he hit 29 home runs, and it was more than the entire American League. Um, so it's not quite that, right? Uh, but um, And it's maybe not quite uh, what happened in the 1960s when the pitcher's mound was increased by five inches and Bob Gitson had an absolutely dominating era and not to take away from Bob Gibson, one of the great pitchers of all time, Hall of Famer and, and all that, but um, clearly there was an advantage to pitchers during that era. Uh, and this era may be more offensive. And, and it is interesting because I'm glad to see baseball do this and be proactive because if you guys recall, you know, when there was an increase in offense in the 1980s and 1990s, it was due to steroids, at least in in some part, right, in terms of increase in home runs and what have you. And so I think that this is admirable in the sense that these changes are being made. Give a lot of credit to Manfred for Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, for uh, looking at minor league baseball as a way to test some of these rules. And uh, this these probably won't be the, the last of the changes. There's been talk about robot umpires. There's been talk about increasing the distance between the pitcher's mound and home plate to reduce velocity. Uh, so pitchers aren't throwing, they're throwing just as hard, but Obviously, the longer it takes to arrive to the glove, the the pitch speed slows down. So uh, again, but I think those changes will probably be implemented incrementally or if not at all. And it's going to be based on whatever data can be extrapolated from the 2023 season and whether there's an additional need for changes. But at least for now, um, you know, I think it's clear to me that these changes to adding a pitch clock having larger bases and restricting the shift of uh, fielders is clearly going to uh, create um, some additional offense. And of course, as the more I think about this, uh, you could still have an outfielder come in 
to uh, near the infield. You can you know have a rover type position. Now the the threat and the worry there is is that if somebody hits the ball to the outfield, there's nobody covering, and the center fielder or the right fielder, left fielder, wherever the ball's hit, and whoever's playing in is going to have to uh, cover that territory. So um, again, athleticism will be very important in this regard, but um, much to be seen this season. Uh, and much to determine the game's future as um, as sort of uh, the game moves forward. But I, I think these three changes are exciting, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, pitchers and uh, hitters, um, you know, deal with these changes and how runners deal with these changes and how the managers deal with them. But again, folks, I appreciate you listening in. Uh, I'm Jeremy Evans, your host of the California Sports Lawyer Podcast. And um, thanks again for making us number one sports log podcast in the world for three years running. The show has been brought to you by Bet Online, and we'll look forward to being back with you next week. Thank you so much.